Hello, casual historians. This is Jacob back again for another episode of Casual History for you guys. Um, how was your week last week? I sure hope it was great and you got to spend time with your family on Mother's Day. Uh, I know I missed you guys, so I'm happy to be back. Ahmed El-Ajad Ahmadi was huddled in a building with the rest of his community by French soldiers early in the morning. They were instructed to lie down, close their eyes, and cover their ears. He then remembers the sound like the world was coming to an end, and the windows turning white. Today, we talk about Algerians suffering from French atomic legacy 55 years after its nuke tests. This is Casual History. morning of the 13th of February 1960, France tested its first nuclear bomb called Gerbois Blue in the portion of the Sahara Desert that straddles Algeria and Mali. Gerbois Blue had a blast capacity of 70 kilotons and more than four times the strength of Little Boy, the U.S. nuke, which was dropped in Hiroshima at the end of World War II. At that time, the French authorities claimed that the tests were being taken place in uninhabited and deserted areas. However, it was later revealed that thousands of people were living in the sites where France was testing its nukes. Algerians living in those regions were not warned properly after Paris's mishandled nuclear bomb testing campaign around the town of Reagan in 1960, which vitrified vast tracts of desert with heat and plutonium, leaving a legacy of uncontained radiation that is still crippling inhabitants. According to France's Ministry of Defense, the number of Algerians affected by testing was 27,000. But as the figures provided by an Algerian nuclear physics professor, the number of people living there was up to 60,000. Within two years of 1960 to 1962, France tested four bombs above ground in Tansicroft. The test took place even after Algeria's independence from France in 1962, which was achieved after an eight-year revolutionary war that left hundreds of thousands dead. Despite this, the French still maintained a military presence in the region and tested 13 nuclear bombs in an underground facility beneath Hogger Mountains. From 1960 to 1967, Paris carried out 17 atmospheric and underground nuclear tests in Reagan and Hagar regions. Nine of those were conducted after Algeria's independence. According to experts, nearly 42,000 Algerians were killed and thousands irradiated in those particular tests conducted by France between 1960 and 1967. Modest estimates suggest that since 1960, at least 150,000 people have lived in, near, or traveled through areas where France tested its atomic arms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The damage done in Algeria began to come to light in the mid-1990s. A citizen organization detected physiological harm often occurring among residents living near the test site as well as nomads traveling across the Sahara. Several reports also revealed that the radioactive plutonium used is responsible for high levels of skin cancer in southern Algeria, among other illnesses. In 1962, the Algerian War for Independence came to an end, at least on paper. 
The paper simply entitled Declarations Drawn Up in Common Agreement was signed in a town on the French side of Lake Geneva, better known for its bottled water than its role in diplomatic history. Known as the Avion Records, the settlement called for an immediate ceasefire which established the parameters for Algerian independence. However, in accordance to a clause in the agreement, France was permitted to continue its testing program until 1967. When the French ultimately left Algeria, they buried a range of contaminated objects through the two areas. Metal from remote control towers that activated bombs, engine parts from planes that flew into Gerbros Blue's mushroom cloud to gather radiation data, and military-grade trucks placed in a blast radius to act as barometers for its power. Because of the Saharan winds in the region, the sand covering these nuclear waste tombs were swept away. People living in southern Algeria were never informed by France about residual radiation hazards, and people began using contaminated items as resources. Although Paris faced harsh criticism over its disregard for safe nuclear containment practices both internally and internationally, it has remained relatively quiet on this matter. More than six decades after Gerbois Blue was conducted, a report from the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons recommended France to provide Algeria with assistance in cleaning up the relevant sites. That included planes, tanks, and other equipment. Worse still, radioactive materials were left out in the open thereby exposing the population and the environment to assured danger. This report also mentioned that since France had not been subjected to any obligation under the agreements it established with Algeria, it has never revealed the location or quantity of buried waste. Residents of southern Algeria reported a strange rise in medical issues that first appeared during the 1970s and persist to the present day. Babies born with atrophied limbs, liver, stomach, and skin cancers, as well as blindness among those who witnessed the brutal nuclear flashes when the bombs were detonated. Those who survive must deal with higher incidences of cancer, birth defects, and genetic mutations for generations. If the source of the radiation is still invisibly there, the danger remains rife and present amid to them all. More than a half century later, France has yet to shoulder full responsibility for its dark colonial legacy in Algeria. All right, well, that is it for today's episode of Casual History. Thank you guys for listening along. Again, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. You can search up Casual X History. We will be there and happy to respond to any questions that you have. Thank you again so much for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Casual History.